0: The topic of sex work is complex and often controversial, with debates around its legality and morality often overshadowing the experiences of sex workers themselves. Policies implemented in different parts of the world have revealed the negative impact on the lives of people who engage in sex work. In countries like Sweden in the Global North and the Philippines in the Global South, These policies have resulted in multiple forms of oppression and exploitation of sex workers. In
1: 1999, the Swedish government passed a policy that aimed to shift criminalization and stigma from sex workers to the clients of sex workers. The broader aim of the policy was to eradicate sex work by tackling the so-called demand, the existence of sex buyers. As time has passed, We can see that this policy has failed. This policy has increased the policing of sex workers, often leading to deportations and evictions.
2: Here we have the fear of the police. I have pressure. If you're walking on the streets here, sometimes they control you. Check your ID. Okay, you are from Spain. They say you have to go to the ticket office. You have to go back to where you come from. You have to go back to Spain or Italy or wherever you come from. They will ban that person not to come here for four to five years that's the reason why we are afraid
1: in addition it puts sex workers at greater risk of violence and exploitation this has increased especially the vulnerability of migrant sex workers who form 70 percent of the workers in the region
0: this is a contradictory law they kind of let you work but they control you in the end they force you not to work they say you can work but you cannot work in an apartment because then the owner is a criminal. You cannot work in a hotel, because then the hotel is a criminal. Here, you cannot call the police if you are in trouble. If somebody is violent, robbing you or something, maybe if you are foreign, the police will put you out of the country.
1: My research shows that on the contrary to the common understanding that Sweden has not criminalized sex workers, it has done it through other laws such as pimping and immigration laws. But perhaps the most devastating consequence of this policy is the total sidelining of sex workers and their experiences from policymaking and public discussions, as well as the increased stigmatization of sex work. The person responsible for the building contacted me, told me you were living in my building. He said to me that I had to deliver a service to him for free, otherwise he was going to report me. We can see that uh, these kind of policies that aim to protect can lead to punitive consequences when people who are most concerned, in this case sex workers, are not centred in the the policy-making and decision-making.
2: The Philippines, on the other hand, is a global south country with a less developed economy and a weaker welfare system. But here, the situation is not much different. Anti-trafficking laws are praised as a human rights victory in the Philippines and around the world. Initially, I too supported a criminal justice focused approach to women's rights. This includes prioritizing strategies such as prosecution, raids and rescue operations to save sex workers, along with rehabilitation programs that are aimed at redirecting women to alternative sources of income, such as factory work, sewing, domestic work, handicrafts, and hairdressing. However, these jobs are also gendered. They are low paying and insecure. As I continued to engage with the women that we were supposedly helping, I have found that most of them did not feel that these interventions had improved their lives. In fact, many of them resented the academics, journalists, and women's groups that spoke on their behalf.
0: The problem with our society today is that those organizations, agencies, and feminist groups who are supposed to look out for marginalized groups like us are the ones who marginalize us. Like what I said, there are multiple labels and multiple stigmas against us. And without their knowledge, and perhaps unintentionally, these groups keep thinking that they are rescuing us. But the reality is that they are the ones maligning us, you know?
2: it became clear that there is a mismatch between the anti-trafficking measures identified by policy elites in the Philippines and what sex workers themselves said they needed.
0: In crafting laws like anti-trafficking, we weren't consulted. What is their perspective of trafficking anyway? Because we are seen as outsiders, marginalized, or we don't have the right to participate, they need to consult us. Why are they the only ones dictating what is in the bill?
2: Sex workers have been excluded from policy conversations that directly impact their lives in the Philippines. Selected women's organizations, anti-trafficking organizations, law enforcement, and policy makers decided how sex work should be regulated. And even if their intentions are good, many of these policies have actually caused more harm. There is fear in going to public hospital to be checked because we are already judged and marked as bad people. Because you are a criminal, that is, what you are doing is bad. So if you get
0: sick while doing your job, it's like your fault? Yes. So it's like you don't have the right to be given those services. For example, you're about to give birth and you're identified as a sex worker in your barangay. If you ask for help, you're given less priority compared to other mothers.
2: The criminalization of sex work in the Philippines has led to human rights abuses by the police. And this was exacerbated under President Duterte's deadly war on drugs that expanded police powers and allowed them to claim immunity from prosecution for drug-related deaths. In the past, I could still shame the cops who were trying to extort from me. I would ask if they were proud of themselves for taking the money from my child's milk. I would taunt them for being too cowardly to go after the real criminals instead of us helpless women. Some of them would leave us alone after. But things have changed now. We do not fight back. We are too scared. The police were in a stronger position to be able to threaten sex workers with planting drugs on them in exchange for extortion or sexual favors. In many of these encounters, the lines between rescue and arrest were actually really blurred and sex workers did not know if they were being rescued or arrested. And this increased their vulnerability because clients did not want to be arrested and therefore, sex workers were forced to engage with clients in more clandestine and less safe locations and had less bargaining power to screen their clients.
0: I know some sex workers who were raped, so they went to the police to complain. What happened
2: was they were made to feel like being raped is part of their job. That it's to be expected. The failure of criminalization highlights the need for a more nuanced and intersectional approach to sex work. Any policies on sex work need to be decided with a direct participation and meaningful input of sex workers who are in the best position to identify their needs based on their lived
1: experiences the experiences of sex workers in Sweden and the Philippines show the deep similarities in approaches to sex work in the Global South and the Global North. While Sweden tried to protect sex workers by criminalizing their clients, it instead made sex work more dangerous and precarious, especially for the migrants. On the other hand, in the Philippines, the criminalization of sex work has led to widespread human rights abuses and marginalization of sex workers who are often excluded from conversations and policy-making that regards their lives.
2: The criminalization of sex work has been ineffective and counterproductive and has increased violence, stigma and marginalization. We are better off working towards decriminalization and the recognition of sex work as a legitimate form of
0: labor.